0: Hey, what's up Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Kuttejar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. Today, I want to discuss the Mets signing starting pitcher Taiwan Walker, and why I think this is a great pickup to bolster the Mets rotation. Also, in the second half of the show, I want to explore another depth signing the Mets made this week through the addition of outfielder Kevin Pillar, and what his role might play with the team. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast, and love to interact and talk Mets and baseball with fans like you. So head on over and be sure to follow, at PodMets on Twitter. Diving right in, earlier today, the Mets inked pitcher Taiwan Walker to a two-year, $20 million deal, which also includes a third-year player option. Taiwan Walker, just going into who he is and what his career has been like so far, he is 28 years old, which I will get into a little bit more later. He has played in the MLB for 8 seasons with the Mariners, Diamondbacks, and Blue Jays. Over his career, he has a 35-34 record with a 3.84 ERA, a 1-2-4-6 whip, and 8.2 strikeouts through 9. Last season with the Mariners and the Blue Jays, Walker had a great season. He went 4-3 with a 2.70 ERA, a one whip, and 8.4 strikeouts through 9. And he also notched 50 strikeouts through 53 and a third innings. So my thoughts on this signing by the Mets, I love this deal, really. I think this was a great pickup by the Mets. Obviously, after missing out with Bauer, the Mets still had a, you know, somewhat of a hole in their rotation. I spoke a little bit about this rotational hole when the Mets missed out on Trevor Bauer and how this may not have been the biggest need of the team. Without adding anyone, they had a solid rotation with a hole at the end that would likely have been filled by Joey Lucchese, who, as I talked about when the Mets traded for him, is a good young pitcher who's got a decent arm, can, you know, possibly hit some high upside, and would have just had to hold on until Cindergaard got back. But I really love this deal with Tywin Walker because he is a young pitcher who, as we saw last season, has high upside. We know that he's coming off a great year, and while it may have been a shortened season, his abilities last season show his potential of what he can be. And I think that since he's still young, he has the potential to slot into that type of a pitcher, into a 270 ERA type of a pitcher. So I think that of all the free agent pitchers who weren't Trevor Bauer out on the market, I I was really hoping that the Mets would take a look at and hopefully sign Tywin Walker, and they did. And what's great is on top of all of that, and you know, something that I talked a lot about with Trevor Bauer is that this is a relatively low risk deal. They're paying him two years, $20 million with a third year player option. That is not a huge deal at all. And, you know, if he for some reason doesn't, you know, hit that expectation of between a 270 ERA, a 384, which is his career ERA, you know, somewhere around there. If he's a four plus ERA kind of pitcher, then all right. You didn't spend too much money. You didn't pay him, you know, the amount of money that Trevor Bauer's asking for. You paid him a relatively cheap deal. So that is a big thing that I really like about Taiwan Walker, is because, again, he sh- it's a shorter, smaller deal. He's younger, so he's got the potential to hit where he was last year, to hit that 270 ERA, 1163 whip, to play as well as he did last season. Or maybe he just hits his 384 career ERA. You know, he he lands around there. And that's all right, too. He's likely going to be a back end of the rotation starter, either in the four hole or the five hole, depending on if you're going to put Walker before Peterson or not. And if your five pitcher is giving you a 384 ERA, that's pretty good because there's a lot of teams out there who's, you know, third pitcher. That's, you know, the best they're going to get. So if that's generally where, Walker goes, and if he's able to hit that 270 ERA, then that's awesome. And I think that is just, there's so much potential, and I really just see a lot of potential in signing Walker. And again, like I, you know, just went over with the deal is, if it doesn't pan out, and obviously every single deal has the potential to not work out in the way that you hope, if for some reason it doesn't pan out, and he doesn't end up being as great As, you know, he was last year or even falls behind where he was for his career. It's not a big deal. You're not you know, losing a lot or setting your, setting yourself back for next year or the future. So I really like this move. It'll be great to have Walker there until Syndergaard gets back. And then when Syndergaard gets back, maybe the Mets transition to a six-arm rotation to help protect guys over this, you know, now transitioning back to a long season after a short season. That could probably be a good move, having six guys in the rotation. I know Luis Rojas, in right in the beginning of... Spring training a few days ago with pitchers and catchers reporting toyed with the idea of an opener, so who knows? Who knows what this will mean once Syndergaard gets back, but either way, the Mets rotation now is a lot more solid than it was yesterday. And additionally, overall, this is more depth, and I talked about it a little bit last week, and I'm going to talk it a l- talk about it a little more in the second half of the show with Pilar, but having as much depth as possible. The Mets know this. I've said this, a l- I've said this a lot the past few weeks, but the Mets know this more than any team that when you don't have the right depth, your team struggles, and the Mets have dealt with their very fair share of injuries the past few years, so... Having that depth, having a solid starting pitcher who, you know, if Syndergaard comes back, he might go to the bench. You can bring him back in, and if someone else were to get hurt, that's a solid option to have there. So overall, I really love this move. I think that there's a multitude of reasons why it's great for the Mets now, for the Mets in the future. And overall, I don't think it really hurts the team. I think it's a low-risk, high-reward type of signing. Now, before I get into talking about Kevin Pillar and what his signing means to the Mets, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to be right back. All right, and welcome back. So now I want to get into talking about a move the Mets made earlier this week when they signed center fielder Kevin Pillar to a one-year $5 million deal. So Kevin Pillar is 32 years old. He has played for the Blue Jays, Giants, Red Sox, and Rockies throughout his career. Overall, he's generally known for his glove versus his bat, although that narrative has sort of shifted as he's gotten older in his career and he's been more known lately for his bat versus his glove. Overall, for his career, he's hit 262, 299, 408 for a 707 OPS. Last season was his best at the plate, hitting 288, 336, 462 for a 798 OPS with 6 home runs. And he also has a little bit of speed as well, which has led to 88 stolen bases in his career with 5 coming last season. Switching over to his defense in the outfield, he has a 990 fielding percentage with 35 total fielding runs above average and 56 defensive runs saved. However, as I touched on earlier, the past few seasons his numbers have declined a little bit. In 2019, he had two fielding runs above average and minus four defensive runs saved. And then in 2020, he had minus four total fielding runs above average and minus two defensive runs saved. So overall, his fielding is sort of on the decline. So my thoughts on this signing, it was definitely surprising to see the Mets make this move, especially after they signed Albert Almora Jr. last week to be their sort of Juan Lagares backup center fielder type of guy. However, I do think this is another solid move in terms of adding depth, which we've really seen the Mets do the past few weeks, because, you know, as I was saying, he's less about his glove, more about his bat, but he's still, he can be a solid player that you slot in late in the games who... You know, may not be the best defender, but definitely is solid in the field, and he's pretty good at the plate as well, especially against lefties. So, other factors in this is that Almora has Almora Jr. has an option left, a minor league option left, which adds to the flexibility of the bench that the Mets have. They might be sending Almora down if they want to have more. Hitting on the bench, as I talked about last week. Almora is less of a bat guy, more of a glove guy, while Pilar is generally shifting from glove to bat, but he's still good on defense. So, you know, the Mets have that flexibility now where they can send Almora down and still have a backup center fielder if need be. I think having both of these players on the bench, too, as I was just saying, with the flexibility, you can put Almora in just for defensive situations and then maybe. Sub Pilar in if Almora is coming up the bat to hit, and then Pilar can finish off the game at center field. So I really like this move because of the depth and the flexibility it gives the Mets. But I think this move, in combination with the other moves the Mets have made as of late, including the Almora Jr. move, the VR move, I think these are important to look at because. They show that the Mets are building a bench of players who honestly could be starters on other teams and these players who have been starters at times in their career and with VR and start players who were starters last season. So I think with the Mets, what they're doing is they're adding players who are fully capable of coming into games and really, you know, playing at a high level. They're not players who maybe are coming up from the minor leagues, don't have too much major league experience or players who are career bench players, and again, don't really have too much experience when they get into the field. So these are players who can give you starter level play. And while they may not be superstar starters, they've all been really great at times in their career and have the potential to flash that again. And another important piece, and this kind of ties into what I was talking about with an important part of the Walker signing, is that these players are not being signed for huge deals. You know, Pilar is being signed for one year, $5 million. That is essentially nothing in the grand scheme of things. So they're signing these players who have the potential to be great starter level players on the bench. And Again, I like the Pilar move because it adds a a center fielder who is able to bat as well to back up Brandon Nimmo and play well in the field. And, you know, I think now with the way that the Mets have gone signing Amor Jr., VR, Pilar, it ensures that if there's an injury or a need for rest, that they have players who are experienced and have been successful in this league who can come in and patch the hole or fill in for someone if need be. So that's why I really like the Polar move. It kind of ties in with the other moves the Mets have made, but I think it's a good move and will hopefully pan out once the season begins. And either way, like I said with the Walker move, if it does not pan out, it's not like the Mets are throwing a ton of money at these players. They're not paying a ton of money. So financially, this is not the, you know, biggest killer in the world. So I really like this move, but let me know what you think. Tweet me at PodMets with any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I've said during this episode, anything about the Walker signing or the Polar signing, or anything else about the Mets that you want to talk about. Be sure to tweet me at PodMets with any thoughts at all so that is going to be it for this episode everybody thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it like i just said be sure to follow my twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop thank you so much again for listening i truly appreciate it and as always let's go mets